Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Matty, how are we feeling today? I mean, we got another unicorn. I'm very excited. I, I feel like you shouldn't introduce me anymore first. These guys are too <laughs> much better. These guys are way out of my league. Uh, so I, I'm pumped. I, I, I do a horrible job of always introing people, but... We got uh, mythical creature Chris Chambers here today. Um, we had Lee on the show. He brought up your name a ton. So, nice. uh, dude, thank you, man. It's a real pleasure. Yeah, it's it a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure for you guys as well. And to be able to engage with you guys, obviously, I didn't get a chance to play with you. Um, but, you know, the fact that you, you know, I got a chance to watch a lot, you know, and I, I probably haven't missed too many games in about 20 years, to be honest. I don't be knowing all the names, but I'd be knowing numbers and I'd be engaged into what's going on. Uh, but it was pretty cool to cross paths for sure. Well, believe me, and watching, uh, you know, in Wisconsin, we, all we do is watch old film. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you, Ronnie... Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, like Chad, you guys, you play, we overlap with a ton of dudes, which is yes. great. Um, yes. It's fun to see Michael Bennett out there. I never played with him either, but yep. for some odd yep. reason, we became like very friendly. He ha- He's the mm-hmm. only jersey that he signed a Vikings jersey for me. Sweet. Like, I didn't know if that was cool or not because it was Minnesota. You know, like I'm from New York, so I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> <I'll take it. laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, dude. I have to ask real quick, that catch against Minnesota where that dude is tackling yeah. you, that's one of yeah. the coolest highlights I've ever seen. Yes, I, I can't find it. I mean, I think I've seen it somewhere, but it's all, like, scratched up. I don't have a clean copy of it. And I just remember, like, getting tackled, and I was going to the ground, and I looked up, and the ball was literally right there. And there was another defender on me, and I just went and snatched it, and it was just like – it actually turned my season around because I was injured in the early part of that season. And, you know, Brian White, who was our coordinator, uh, kept telling me to, like, hang in there, hang in there. And after that catch, man, I got so streaky after that game. It'll make no sense, man. But it was an outstanding game. It was fun, man. It was a hell of a catch. I almost did a backflip when I caught it. Uh, and it was, like, but it was you cool. did. I think you did. And then, like, your signature move is, like, the arms out thing. I, like, loved it. Dude, it was, yeah. I, listen, when watching those, I mean, I watch everyone's films because I just really yeah. enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I can get you that. It's on YouTube. I saw yeah. it. It's, just, it's really cool. It has been, been a good week to roll that thing back out of there, you know. <laughs> I will send, I'll send it to you after. I'll send it to you after. As most of you guys already know, we are presented to you by betonline.ag, and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. But so <laughs> I know we got a thousand questions for you, and we have we only have about 35 minutes, but 
So Chris, you 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 you're from Ohio. Yes. What what was what was little Chris like? Yeah, it was uh man, uh it was fun. Um yeah, I, I grew up a diehard Browns fan. So that was like in my family, in my blood, diehard uh, Ohio State fan it is what it is when you're from Ohio. Uh, didn't really have many channels. So, you know, that's those are the teams <laughs> that I was watching. And, and so I grew up uh, playing street football. So I was a street football player for quite some time. I didn't I didn't play Pop Warner football. Um, I tried, I think, one time, but it was like too far for me to walk and all that. My mom was working. So, you know, I, I ended up just playing street football. And so I got to high school. And then once I got to high school, I really was a basketball player. I was just, I love basketball so much. That's like, you know, I don't want to play football. I'm just going to go I'm gonna play basketball. And and my uncle one day uh, brought me out. I went to Cleveland Glenville. Now, Cleveland Glenville is uh, is Ted Ginn Sr. Ted Ginn Sr. was one of the coaches there. So Ted Ginn Sr. was my first ever high school coach, um, which, which is very cool because I, I grew up with Ted Jr. too. He was just kind of coming along. And so, yeah, I went to Cleveland Glenville and uh, one day – my uncle said, hey, man, why don't you go watch football team practice? Just go watch some practice. Now, I, now I'm older. I, I know they had plans. They were already kind of strategically planning to, for me to play football. And uh, and I went to watch the practice. And uh, after the practice, end up starting putting on equipment and all type of butt pads and all type of stuff. Next thing you know, I'm on a team. You know? Was this and, uh, and elementary school? What was this no, elementary this school? School. high school? So I played street football all the way up until high school. You know, wow. so I didn't play organized. I didn't play organized football until then. And then I kind of got tricked into playing it and uh, I didn't look back, man. I absolutely loved it. And then, uh, you know, but it was cool, man, because I got a chance to, to play, you know, football, basketball and track and then uh, play for Cleveland Glenville for a couple of years. But, you know, just you know, Northeast Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, very, very tough place, tough area to grow up. Um, not a lot of college scouts were coming in that area because it was so bad, infested with drugs and gangs and, you know, all types of stuff. That stuff was all around me while I was growing up. Um, but I did have a really strong support system with my family and my uncles who played. People knew me in the area. Everybody knew the chamber's name because I have not, not like nine aunts and uncles. And so you can imagine, you know, they we ran the block when it was over to my <laughs> grandma's house. So I, you know, so I went there for a couple of years, but my, my family thought it was very important for me to get out of the area. So I moved out um, to Bedford where where Lee Lee grew up at um and I started to play for the Bedford Bearcats and then my uncle came over to coach and then it just they all just kind of worked out for us and I got a chance to uh you know be a football player a basketball player and a track athlete at Bedford and excel in all three of those areas so uh it was it was a great upbringing um I just remember really uh playing with a lot of adults when I was younger. I didn't really play with kids my age. Like I'll play pickup basketball games and pickup football games with pure adults, you know, and I'm like 13, 14 years old. <laughs> and I'm going against them. So then when I was going against like everyone else, it was just like so easy for me. It was like kind of nothing for me. So I think I attribute like some of that to, to my plan and, you know, my toughness and stuff like that. And, you know, being really to go out there and do what I need to do. So uh, I got to ask, Lee brought this up when we talked to him. You guys ran a wing tee with you and Lee Evans. That just seems like such a waste of time. Like, well, well, what are you doing? You got two of the best receivers in the history of the Big Ten, and you're and you're running the ball 45 times a game. Yeah, that, that's just what it is. That was uh, Coach Dakovic. That was his offense. You know, that's just what it was. You know, we, I mean, we ran my little ass high school New Hampshire ran a wing tee. There was not a lot of catching going on. I would literally, my quarterback wasn't great. Uh, I would literally run a one-yard route and take it to the house. You know, I had like 20 catches and 10 touchdowns. You know, it just, you know, or sometimes I would get in the wing 
and and to run a counter tray or something like that and, and uh, get handed the ball. But I really was a defensive player as well. So I got a chance to play, uh, you know, both ways. I was an all-state defensive back. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I, that's kind of where I excelled at. And then uh, once I went to Wisconsin, Coach Henry Mason, uh, you know, he was like, you know, what position do you want to play? And I was like, I want to score touchdowns. And that's just how I'm going But there's a lot of story when it comes to, to my whole Wisconsin uh, trip and visitors and all that stuff. Well, yeah. Oh my God. That's where we're going next. That's where we're going <laughs> yeah, next. Wait to hear that. Everyone <laughs> loves Henry Mason. Like everyone we Everybody. talk to just like loves Henry Mason. What was your relationship with him like? Wow, it, was, it was great, man. I just remember him coming to the school. I remember him recruiting me. Um, I wanted to play basketball though, fella. So that was like my big, my big deal. Like if you want me to come to your school, I had to play football and basketball. And the year before I was like, you know, what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to sign before the season. Cause I just want to enjoy my, my senior year. Um, so I, I went to Michigan. Um, I went to, um, Michigan state. I want to say coach Saban was at Michigan state. I went to Ohio state. Um, Cooper was the coach at Ohio state. So I was visiting, yeah, I was visiting these schools and the only real school that was, was, talking about basketball was Wisconsin, you know, Michigan, all Americans forget about it. Michigan state, you know, Saban, you know, he ain't let nobody play no two sports. And, uh, you know, and so that, that kind of brought me in. Uh, but you know, Mason was, was just an outstanding, uh, recruiter. Uh, he recruited Ohio. He, he circled back and got Lee and, uh, you know, him and, and coach, uh, Alvarez, uh, they visit me at, at my home. And, uh, it was an amazing visit. Uh, they pull up in this, uh, this Lincoln, uh, limousine. It was like, I'd never seen a limousine before or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was looking out the window and I'm like, Oh man, they go coaches. And my mom bringing out the, the, you know, the China set and the tea and the crumpets and, you know, all that good stuff. And, uh, it was just amazing the way from, from start to, to, to start to the end, how they did everything. Very classy, very, you know, first class. And I think that's the way, you know, Alvarez wanted his program to be. And that's the way he treated us throughout the whole time once I first met him. Uh, but coach Mason was an outstanding recruiter, man. And that's why, you know, today he should just be sitting back somewhere in the office, you know, not doing anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> with his feet up, just chilling. He should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've, we've had numerous wide receivers. I feel like this is a wide receiver podcast, although we had John clay last time, but um, okay. we, you know, coach Mason came up. I, I talk about it all the time. Like he was just such a good dude to be a coach in general. Like he, you yeah. had uh, Palermo and you had Huber were over there and they, they were screamers and they'd MF you for anything. I'm sure Huber MF you for no reason, because absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, Coach Mason kind of could do that, but he never really did that to me. He was always like, um, he like led with humor and I really, I don't know. I took to it. So yeah, I thought I, that was very cool. I, I, that's actually my coaching style too. I'm not a big like cussing and all that stuff. I, I, I try to stay even keel. I don't get too high. I, I don't get too low. Uh, and I try to I try to have a humorous state to it, you know, so it's not, it's not always too serious. But when I go to that next level and, and I really go now I get the attention really fast. Like, oh, man, Coach Taylor, he really I mean, he was he was the same way. He had the same demeanor. demeanor. Yes. Yes. So were those the four those were the four top schools or were there other schools? Um, there were no, there were other there were other schools. There were uh, I mean, all over the country. Uh, but I wanted to I wanted to play in the Big Ten. 
So I just really focused on the Big Ten, and and those were like the main schools that I really, uh, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin. I mean, you really couldn't beat that. At that point, Wisconsin was not on the T. All those schools were probably a little bit ahead of uh, Wisconsin, uh, even probably Penn State, you know, during during that time. Uh, but I do remember going on my visit, and uh, Coach Mason, when I went to when I went to Cam Randall, uh, he said something to me that 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 I now I understand why he said it. And he was like, "Man, you know what? You come here." We got Mike Samuel, and he has a million-dollar arm. That's what he told me. I'm like, a million dollars? A million-dollar arm? You know, back then, that's like, uh, right now, it's probably like a billion. So (laughs) 20 years ago, somebody said a million-dollar arm. I'm like, man, this is awesome. You know, besides that, but then seeing the campus, uh, me and Coach Alvarez, and uh, I was blown away by by the visit. Like, it it topped all the visits I went to, uh, you know, even though I was a junior and really couldn't experience, like, the real – uh, you know, like the, the real experience when you go to um, a school, uh, I ended up doing that, you know, as already signed player, as a, as a committed player, I went back and I, I had my pro, my, my pro day with them. Uh, but for the most part, yeah. So that, that's kind of how things kind of transgress. And then coach Alvarez himself, um, he promised that I could play football, play basketball. He promised that I could play two sports. And uh, now thinking back to me, I'm thinking like, shoot, I would have told me I could play two sports too. <laughs> I was the number one ranked player in, in the Midwest during that time in the region. And uh, I was close to being All-American. So I can understand what they needed to do to, to get me to come to the University of Wisconsin. And it absolutely worked. Yeah. Barry's not a dumb guy. No. And I feel like when you get there, like we, you know, Paul Hubbard was a track star and played football. Eventually, I've never heard anything else besides football kind of take over because it's, yep. it's just, you can't do it when you get older. You can play basketball when you're older. I mean, listen, I can't play well, but I love the sport and I can still run up and down the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I could go throw the shot put if I really wanted to, but I don't really <laughs> want to, but you can't play football at some point pads yep. come off and you are too old. You're too beat up. It's there's no, there's no league anymore. Um, yep. You know, we, we do have some washed up like semi pro, that I've been asked, I'm like, guys, this is like 10 years ago. I'm like, I, I don't want to play with you. Like, you guys are trying to kill each other. I don't need to be part of this. We have no reason. Um, no, we, no reason. Got to put down the cleats at some point, man. You know, it just is what it is. It is what it is. Wait, okay, so basketball was, was pretty high up on your list. So then you yes. – so you're a junior. You accept or you verbally commit. Who, yeah. Do you call Coach Mason up and you're like, hey, I'm coming? Um, I don't know exactly how, how I did it, to be honest with you. Um, my uncle was very involved during that time. And the, honestly, the reason that Dave started looking at me is because he, he took, he made like uh, two, uh, you know, the old DVDs, the, the, the video recorder. So back in the day, you had to have like two separate VCRs yep. uh, to be able to record stuff on. So he made me a, a highlight tape that you could barely see, uh, had all my plays on it. And he sent it to every single team. And then next thing I know, I was just like one of the highest rated guys, you know, coming out of it. But then I ran track, too. And right. I, I was a speaker and I was a, a state champion. And so when you put like some of those things together, um, going into my my senior year, um, I had a lot of momentum on some of the things to do. But I don't know. I, I think it came down to, you know, I had the five schools and then I had all these different, you know, it's like, dude, Chris, you got to sit down and put this together. All the pros and cons. All right. So it was like campus life. And it was like academics and it was like football team. It was like, you know, play basketball. So, you know, when when I looked at it between Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Wisconsin ticked pretty much all those boxes. And then and then I just made my decision right there before my before my senior year. 
it was all she wrote. And then I had a chance to just have fun my senior year. I had a great senior year, had a lot of fun. And then I get a chance to, you know, do my visit, you know, at the University of Wisconsin. The only thing that I do regret, because I would have loved to go visit some other schools for the heck of it, just because. Just I'm like, these visits are so fun, man. I got five of them, but I only took the one to Wisconsin. And it was already hey. done. Your story and mine are, are kind of the same. I only I, I said yes my junior before my junior but before my senior year, sorry, my junior summer. And I took one visit only. Yeah. And I was like, man, I yeah. should have I messed this up. Because they yeah. really take care of you. They I mean, do. You're, they, do. <laughs> they do. Wait, who was so who was your um like who showed you around? All right. So I would say it had to be either uh Tony Simmons or Donald Hayes. I want to say it was Donald Hayes. All okay. right, Donald Hayes, the wide receiver. Remember, Wisconsin had two very stud wide receivers. I was telling my buddy the other day, I believe it or not, Wisconsin had two receivers that got drafted at one point, and that was Donald Hayes and that was Tony Simmons. Uh, we didn't throw the ball a lot, but they were they were big, they were physical, they were fast. Um, mm-hmm. They were the ones that took me on a visit. Obviously, Sue Campbell was there. You know, uh, you know, it was a bunch of guys from that were seniors when I was a freshman. that were juniors then, so I just felt the vibe was just unbelievable around those guys, man. And uh, it took great care of me, man. You know how those visits are, man. That's for sure. It, it's. It, I saw a meme the other day that said, you know, it's like kids these days won't know when you walk to a bar and show your blockbuster ID. Like kids these mm-hmm. days will never know that that's how people got in, because that's how yeah. I got into um, the college club. You know, Mar- uh, Mark Bell, Tony Pichotti. Those guys were like, yo, just show them anything that looks like an ID. And I'm like, I got my mom's blockbuster card. They're like, all right, Nancy? They're like, who's Nancy? I'm like, yeah, okay. They're like, we're right yeah, Definitely. The, that was the first time I've probably ever been to a bar. I, I'm probably, I don't know if I drunk something during this. I have no idea. I don't know what girl they may have, you know, threw in my face. I have no idea. I had a time. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Okay, so you so then you 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 dominate your senior year. You get to campus. I mean, wait, did you play high school football with Lee? Yes, I did. So now Lee was a couple years behind me. So yeah, he was two years was, behind you, right? Yeah. So he was a sophomore. So him getting on the field was was not that much. Even when I when I got to Wisconsin, we played a little bit together. Mm-hmm. Once the end of the season, the bowl game, but we never purely played together like that, you know, where we're on the field at the same time starting and all that stuff. So he was always a little bit lag behind. Well, there's always one wide receiver in the wing T. No, man. (laughs) We don't have to go back there. We don't have to go back. Rough. So, so you show up on campus, you, they put you in the towers. Who's, who's the class around you? Like who did they build around you? Um, you know, I had Mike Evan, uh, Mike Eccles, uh, with DB, uh, that we had a hell of a class. I'm not going to front. It was him. Um, you had Jamar Fletcher, um, who, who was in during that time. Uh, Chad Coombs. Yeah. Um, Delante McGrew. Yep. Uh, man, it was a great class. Like they, they hit a home run on that class because most of all of us, we started and most of mostly all of us had a chance to go to the NFL too. Like we 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 really grew that. And obviously you could see that, you know, we had the Big Ten championships and we had the Rose Bowls and all that stuff that came with it. So that was that was a great class, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Then the next year you had a couple more guys come in and you know that, that was good, good stuff for sure. Did you meet Mike Eccles before you guys got to Wisconsin? I did. I did. Okay. What I was he like as a young guy? Uh, he's just funny. If he you probably know him now, he's just funny, hilarious, one of the most hilarious people. Uh, that you can you can be around. Uh, I had Ever. a lot of fun. He's an Ohio guy too. So uh, yeah. us, uh, and Delante and uh, another guy, yeah. Roger Knight. You might have known him or not. Roger Knight. He was a part of that class too. We all remember. We all lived in the towers together. We all moved to the regions together. Um, and then most of us, me, Chad, Mike, Echoes. We all were from Ohio. 
already. So we already had our click. And I think we met at our at our um, at our visit. So that's kind of where we met. And then from there, we just kind of continued our relationship. Those are the guys I live with, too. I lived with them uh, when I was there, too. Did I um, yeah. I overlap with Chad and Mike and Delante. Yeah. And um, I mean, Mike Eccles. Awesome. They were seniors when you when you when you was 2002. When you come I in. Was, yeah, I was I came in at 01 and redshirt. You came right in, right in behind me. Yeah, so yeah. you, you called Conroy White. Uh, yeah, a few of them. Yeah, you called Mike. Now, Mike could have left. Like, Mike could have left his junior year, and we were all leaving out already. Mike Bennett, all of us already getting out of here. He was, like, right. one of the last ones to stay, and uh, he ended up finishing up with him, man. But he, he always talked about he should have left with us. <laughs> he, that I time. mean, not, Mike, that year was terrible. He should have left with yeah. you guys. <laughs> I, I yeah. just remember – for Mike's locker and mine, but we have a funny locker story, but Mike's locker was right across from me. So you, I would just sit there and watch Mike talk and, you know, mess with people. One of the funniest guys I've ever, still to this day, one of the funniest, ah, oh, burn, like just hilarious. I think he went yes. back because he didn't have one class. Yeah. I don't understand how, like, he showed me his class schedule. You know, they used to put it on your locker. He had uh, no box filled with, he had all like um, <laughs> study on the sides or whatever they're called, uh, independent he, studies. He was, smart. he was a smart kid too, man. He's very smart. <laughs> We'd be in the class. We would not go to this class the entire semester. You know, you know how it is. Then you show up, you know, to, to, to take the exam. Yep. And I'll get like an average grade and he'll get an A. I'm like, dude, how do you know all this stuff? And we didn't even go to class. So he was a smart dude too, for real. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. So, so you get, the, so you get the school here. Wait, I have to, wh when you met coach white, like what was that like? Oh man, he was, he was, uh, he was fiery. So a young coach white, if you can imagine, he's already fiery. He's always been, he's not, he's never changed. Um, uh, but it was awesome, man. That coaching staff that, that coach Alvarez put together was a great staff. Um, they were together for a long time. That's what, the one thing I love about Wisconsin is it's very traditional. You know, you don't really get a lot of change, a lot of turnovers. You know, most of the staff will end up elevating and going somewhere else, but staying within like the university some type of way. Um, uh, but yeah, Brian Wright, Bernie, Bernie Wyatt, um, you know, those guys, you know, big, big recruiter there, you know, coach Mason Hughes, Palermo. I mean, you know, those guys were awesome just to be around, man. Uh, but but Alvarez and learning as a head coach myself, uh, you have to put the right people around you. And he knew exactly how to build a, a coaching staff, then in turn build a team. And it worked out very well. So so what's it like? So you show up, you start running stadiums or whatever you you start lifting and start working out. What's what what is it like? You know, freshman Chris Chambers, and then how did that? You know, like when did it click? You're like, wow, I could have catches like I did against Minnesota and dominate Iowa and all these other teams. Right. Right. But you know, we, we, uh, I'm trying to think that we come in in the summer. <clears throat> Might've came in the summer a little bit. I would think, I think we came in in the summer. Um, so I got a chance to get around the guys a little bit. Um, but I didn't know what to expect wing T offense. I mean, I didn't really, all I knew coach Mason told me to do is like, if you want to play at the university of Wisconsin, you better know how to block. That's what he told me. If you don't block, you're not playing. All right. So I, I took that at heart. You know, I, I love I love that. I had some great backs behind me, but I absolutely love blocking as a receiver. Um, so that, that was a big thing. So I always made sure I had that. But, you know, when you when you're young, you want to just try to learn from some of the the older guys. I had two senior receivers in front of me, Donald Hayes and Tony Simmons. Um, and they, they were awesome. They were good people. Um, they were teaching me. They weren't intimidated by anything. And, um, you know, I didn't start off. I played special teams just like everybody else. And I end up, and then some some of my guys didn't even play. They redshirted. Some of the freshmen they didn't even go out there. I think Mike, maybe I don't know if Mike redshirted. I know Jamar. I think redshirted. 
<laughs> yeah, and then um, so I just kind of gradually like came along, came along as the season went on, and then um, I didn't really get my major playing time with the team until uh, I had a couple catches, but until the bowl game, bowl game, I guess you know they were starting, you know, starting to turn over to like some of the younger guys to see kind of what we what we need to do, and up having like six catches in our in our first bowl game uh, against Georgia. Yes, Wisconsin did play Georgia at one time in our lives uh, for the Outback Bowl. And uh, it was awesome, man. Got a chance to go against Sham Bailey and some other things. But, yeah, so it was a gradual type situation. But once those guys left, it got turned over right away to myself. And you know, they brought in some other guys with us. All Tony Simmons did was catch touchdowns. I swear to God, all that dude did was catch touchdowns. Like, he wouldn't have huge yeah. stats. And then he'd be, like, leading the conference in touchdowns. I, I don't understand how he did it. He was so fast. He was so fast. You remember this guy was like a 10-1 you know, 10 some sprinter, you know, and he just be lighting out there. He, and his physique is just, he's still, if you look at him today, he's still got the same physique. I mean, this dude is just a ridiculous genetically, uh, you know, with his ability, but it was fun. Just that he had huge hands, uh, him and Donald hands. They had a huge chance, man. So it was just a pleasure because, you know, those guys were just, they felt like they needed to, um, you know, teach the younger guys and, and carry the uh, tradition of the school. And so that's so important. And just like when you guys are there, it's so important for us to do that, uh, to keep everything going. And, and us, us Badgers, if you if you look at us or talk to us, we all kind of a little bit kind of the same way. You almost can identify us and know that, oh, man, you went to Wisconsin. Okay, you just like this dude, this dude, this dude that went there. So that's what I love about the university for sure. So going into your sophomore year, did you kind of know you were going to be the guy, like the number one receiver? It was, you know, did Coach Mason sort of pull you aside and be like, okay, it's your time now? No, no. It just, I think it just kind of gradually happened. Um, I think at that at that point, I will say Ron Dane may have been a senior during that time. Yeah, I think Ron Dane was a senior. So, you know, we we are big time operation. I think we probably was probably, we had to be ranked in the top 10. Um, because of the team that we had during that time. I know we finished pretty pretty deep then. Uh, but, no, I didn't know. Uh, I just kind of, you know, played my role, blocked hard. But the fact that we had Ron Dane in the backfield, the play action was so huge for us that sometimes I would literally be by myself, you know, with some of the play action stuff because everybody comes up to the line. Um, but I, I, I didn't know. Mike Samuel was still the quarterback, and uh, we still was a predominantly passing team. So I just did anything I needed to do just to, to help the team win. And I was able to make some really good plays and kind of have a little bit of a breakout season, my sophomore season. Dude, how cool is it to play with like Ron Dane? Yep. Love it. I, I mean, love yeah. it. I love it. He's, uh, you know, um, I just remember us being in the huddle sometimes and he literally be like, yo, I'm about to take this to the house. He would say it and do it. And it was just so, but our line was like, with Big Gibson and McIntosh and, like, if you can imagine, dude, with these dudes, all of them, I think the whole line went to the NFL, just similar to what, what it is today almost. Uh, it was so fun, man. And uh, it, we were more uh, a team. It wasn't an individual thing. It was more of a, a team concept where we all worked together. And then as individual, you know, stats and individual accomplishments came, they just came because the team was so good together. Was that Casey was the center and Bill Ferrario? Yes, who, Bill Ferrario. Casey. Who was the right Who's the right tackle? I want to say Tosh, maybe. Tosh yeah, and maybe. Macintosh. Oh, to yeah, Macintosh. Oh, my God. I'm Tosh, forgetting the Tosh, one guy. Tosh. Remember Tosher? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Mark yeah, Tosher. Yeah. Mark Tosher. Oh, yeah. 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 That whole Macintosh was on the left. You had five. And then you had Sigma, Sigmund, who was yep. a tight end. Tight end. Um, he was a blocking tight end, can catch oh, yeah. two. So, I mean, we was just running over people, guys, at that point. I, I mean, even when you see Sigmund, he looks like a Viking. Like he's a monster. Like I, 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 
he's from the show Vikings. Like that's, I don't even know how to explain Like anytime we used to watch Ron Dane clips, we, yeah. these dudes like moved the line, like three, four, five yards. It was a joke. Yes. And then Ron Dane yes. is a, a tank who could not be stopped. Yes. And then, so it's amazing. I just love the overlap because we have so many, like I didn't play with any of those guys, but I'm sure like you played with like, well, Chad Coons, who I'm uh, like obsessed with. Yeah. Yeah. That dude never said like hardly anything to me. Uh, he's probably not saying nothing right now. He's just- <laughs> <laughs> his brother, you met his brother. His brother Whoa. was total opposite. Okay. Dude, I, the, Russ Coons is a special human being. I think yep. at some point he should have been like put into a psycho ward. And Russ, <laughs> I love you, but it, wait, did you play with Eric Bickerstaff? Bickerstaff, yeah, I think he was there. Yep. So yep. if I could ever get Russ and Bick in a room, I would. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis, I would cry for three hours. Like wow. we used to get him in a room with Coach White. So think about how weird that is. Oh man, I can't imagine. That's, That's a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun, a lot of craziness, a lot of fun. <laughs> it's all <laughs> maybe too much. Wait, back to you though, because I don't yeah. we're, gonna, yeah. we're gonna try to get Russ and Vic in a room and film it. Who knows if that'll be okay? But um oh, but no, okay, so, so long. So you guys had that line. The 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 play action pass obviously is gonna work every time with, with Ron yeah. Day. What's it like now that you're you're you know you're going, you're a junior. You, you know, your whole, I mean, you've had some injuries, which kind of sucks, yeah. I'm sure, because mm-hmm. getting injured is worse. But all yeah. of a sudden, you, you wait, so wait, how, wait, playing basketball, how was that? It was fun, man. Um, I was shocked that they let me. So I was already so entrenched in the football, I really didn't care about basketball. I was like, but Coach Alvarez said, hey, go play basketball. I'm like, okay. So I didn't even go, like, after our, our bowl game, you know, guys usually go home, you yeah. know, for, you know, I didn't go. I went straight. I came back to campus. No one's on campus. And I joined a basketball team. But you got to remember, I didn't put up that one shot. I didn't dribble. I didn't do nothing for about six months. All right. So I'm going in there. I'm a little stronger. You know, I got a wheel rate, weight room program, wheel supplements and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you know how JD was back then. So, you know, I was I was I was feeling up pretty good. So, you know, the shot, you know, wasn't like exactly how it, how it was. So it took me a, a while to acclimate because, you, I mean, going from football, if you play, you know, football and basketball, that's to, to, two different uh, conditions, you know. So I had to go back into basketball condition, dribbling the ball, not dribbling all the time, shooting and everything. Um, but I loved it, though. Dick Bennett was the coach. Uh, the offense was extremely slow, though. So it was so slow. You know, when Bo got there, he got a little different. But it was like, pick for this dude, pick for that dude, pick for that dude. One guy shoots. You know, we played defense. Games be like 40 to 50. You know, it was just it was just <laughs> such slow basketball. So it didn't really fit me that much. Um, but I enjoyed the challenge of doing football practice, going to school, basketball practice, going to games, you know, a little extra per diem, you know, with the basketball. You know, I got extra <laughs> coupons for the guys and all that stuff. But uh, I enjoyed it. But once I knew the season was over, I was like, ah, I'm done. I'm good. It was fun. I got my leather jacket and that was it. Oh, so you played one season. That was it. I played played one season. Um, I got in the game a little bit. Remember I'm a freshman and I'm getting to a bad night. You got six, 11 guys, seven foot guys. Uh, You know, I was, I was really good for practice though, as far as like practice playing and Ding the guys up and giving them a look and stuff like that. But that time the teams were good. Those teams were really good. The year, the next year, I think they went to the final four and I was at that same kind of nucleus of teams. Um, But that was pretty much it. You know, I lettered, I think I took one shot, maybe it was an air ball. And uh, that was pretty much it. That was it. I can't find no clips. I can't find nothing. According to, uh, according, according to the box scores, you played 
in I think it was six games, appeared in seven games, took one uh-huh. three point, took one three pointer and missed, had three rebounds oh. and one steal. Oh god. <laughs> Listen, so, that's three rebounds and one steal more than um three hundred million people will even try to have it in, in uh, yeah, yeah. college. My one shot, my one shot, y'all, was in the old the old fields field house. Old field yeah. house, yeah. The last game ever played, and I took the last shot that was an air ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. That's Great absolutely history. phenomenal. That's great. <laughs> We're excited to announce a new sponsor, and that is Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find. And they're a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as a classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. So head on over to lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Um, Rose Bowl memories. You went to two Rose Bowls. You won two Rose Bowls. You were on the last Rose Bowl winning team for Wisconsin. What was your Rose Bowl experience? Yeah, that was the last one in Rose Bowl team? The 1999, your junior year, when you guys won your second oh, back. That's, that's the last one that they won. They've been to four since, but they've lost all four. Won one of them. I've been to one I've been to one outside of, of playing. I, I absolutely love that. I think Russ was the quarterback then. Yep, the um, that was 2011 season. That was yeah. my second year I lived in. I was there too. So. Oh, man, the Rose Bowl was, was great. The, the first year – um, you know, us just going from Wisconsin to California was just amazing by itself. And we had so much momentum. And I just remember like, you know, the, the food and the, the, the parades and then just, you know, getting all the gifts and stuff like that, you know, because now we were getting like free gifts and, you know, you know, VCRs with a TV. That's when the TV and the VCR came out together. It was like packaged together. We got like one of those deals. Uh, we got we got, you know, some money and stuff, you know, so it, it was really cool. Uh, I just have a terrible memory from the person because I dropped a touchdown and it was like one of my only like my biggest drops of my entire career. So it was like a bittersweet thing. It was like, hey, we won. It was like, Hug, I dropped a touchdown, yeah. you know, that could have made its game a little bit better. And I was wide open. It was perfect. And it just slid off my chest. On the, I just not, could not believe it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so that was my biggest memory of the first Rose Bowl game. Unfortunately, it wasn't a great one, but the win was excellent. And it's all the camaraderie and then Ron Dane being the Heisman and then being the Rose Bowl MVP. And then, you know, it was, it just, it was just awesome to be able to do that because then we had a lot of seniors too. So the seniors got a chance to go out uh, the way they need to go out. But we had enough guys to come back that next year and be, I think we might have been even more dominant. Uh, we had Mike Bennett. We had some other guys in there, but we were uh, that team that that year was both of those teams were good. I don't, I don't know who's saying the better one, uh, but uh, both of those teams were very good when it came to, you know, the winning games. And I think we we're like nine and zero the next year before we got beat by Michigan and we end up, you know, uh, winning the Rose Bowl that same season. So I know we don't have you for too much longer. I've got a thousand questions. You get drafted. Give me about a you know, I need about five five minutes before four and I'll be good. Okay, Done. good. Okay, good. Because we because Matt, Maddie and I can go for days. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, you you come back your senior season, you know, not quite as much success your senior season in terms of you know I think you guys went to the Sun Bowl that year, but 
what is your draft? Uh, what 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 was your draft experience? What was your draft preparation like? You know, you probably yeah. knew you were going to go relatively early, but what were some of the things that you knew you needed to work on, or what were you trying to do in that time between yeah. the Sun Bowl and the draft? Yeah. So first off, I, I knew I was going to go to the NFL after my freshman year. Um, the we had spring ball, and I think we just did one of our like how we do our our little um, upper decks. You know, we go run the upper decks. I know that's a traditional thing where we run down, but we were practicing and um, it was a lot of scouts there and and they kept asking Coach Mason, who is that? Who is that player? And he was like, oh, you can't touch him for two years. And he told me that. And I was like, oh, man, I think I'm going to go to the NFL. So that was the first time I, I even thought about going to the NFL was during that time. Um, but for me, I got injured early my senior year um, and that kind of hurt a little bit. I think it was, uh, I think I had a foot a foot or hand. I had two major injuries. I had a foot, a hand injury, and I had a, a foot injury. And I think that year I had a foot injury. So I missed like the first three or four games. I had uh, a screw on my foot. So just just off jump, it wasn't it wasn't going well. Um, I think the same year was the shoebox case too. Was yep, the shoebox? That, yeah, yep, that would have been right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that was the same the same year. So those things are you know wasn't too great uh, going into it, but you know I was able to snap out of it. Um, I played, you know, two of my biggest games, um, for one versus Iowa and the other one, I think Purdue. And I had almost 200 yards. One, I had 215 yards. The other one, I had 198 yards. So guys, in two weekends, I had almost 400 yards in two weekends, about 25, 30 catches. Um, and that, that right there put me on the map. Um, and so, so teams started to come and visit me, uh, at school. And the, the biggest visit I had was Marty Schottenheimer. He came and visit, uh, and he was watching my film. And there was the two games he, he cut on. It was two games. He's like, "What's your best games?" I was like, "Iowa and Purdue." So we played it, and he just kept laughing to himself, just like giggling to himself. I'm like, "He's like, man, you look like Tim Brown." I really didn't know who Tim Brown was like that. He's like, dude, "Dude, Timmy, Tim, Tim Brown." I'm like, "Okay, you know." And so I'm like, "Oh, dude." I'm about to go to Washington with the 15 pick. This dude love me. He think I'm Tim Brown. <laughs> and he told me he was going to pick a receiver between myself, uh, Rod Gardner, and another guy named Quincy Morgan. And he said he's going to pick one of us. We're all kind of like similar builds, similar abilities. Um, and I think he ended up going with Rod Gardner. Mm -hmm, and so, yeah. you know, yeah, so that, that, that kind of got me going a little bit. But as far as like the process – um, we didn't have these luxury places, you know, for combine back then. So JD made a separate combine training group for us um, the outside of the guys who he was responsible for for the next season. And uh, he got me so prepared for like all the drills, all the speed stuff. I mean, the year before I ran a four, I want to say I may even have the record to school. I might have it. I ran like a four, three, three, two or something like that, or four, two, nine or something crazy. And uh, I came back and did the same similar th that, that next year. But um, the one thing I would say is that, you know, I wasn't prepared for the combine when it came to all the, the meetings and the interviews and like what I was supposed to do that day. It was so big for me, you know, it's so big. And I just thought I could just like turn football on like this, like just, automatically play but I wasn't working on some of those things those drills and some of those things that you do at a combine so when I got out there I don't, I don't think I had a really good combine as far as the, the drill work I did jump a 45 uh, which is the, the third all-time so that was huge I did not run though for the combine because it wasn't glamorous it wasn't like a glamorous thing it wasn't like only you know NFL network so it was like dude I'm not doing combine I'm about to go wait till my pro day to do my stuff, you know, where I'm comfortable and all that stuff. So I didn't even 
I didn't even um, do anything at the combine but interviews and stuff like that. I think it hurt me a little bit. Um, but I was so ready. I was so explosive that I feel like if I would have did something to combine, I think I would have helped my draft stock a little bit. But I ended up coming back and, and doing my pro day and having a great pro day, running what I need to run, and uh, and then going from there. And that's that's how I got set up for the NFL draft. But because I, I, I went, because I, I went, and I went, and I got a D. So don't don't worry about not going to the combine. To anything. It was it was my experience at the combine. My was experience at the combine was all. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, uh, so you yeah, get sorry. to the so you get to the league. You're drafted by the Dolphins in the second round, and you go on to torture my Buffalo Bills, Maddie's New York Jets. What is what are some of like your? I mean, you made a Pro Bowl in 2005 when you just. I remember that game. You you played a game against Buffalo that year that just like broke my brain as a Bills fan. So what, what what are some of your lasting memories from from the Dolphins or just being in the league in general? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much, um, but you know, just making it to the league was was awesome. It was great, you know. And then once I like practice a little bit, I'm like, okay, I, I deserve to be here. Um, because when you play in a big team and you guys know this, it's like, you know, it's a tough conference. We play in like all the weather and we play in hundred thousand stadiums. So, you know, when I got to the NFL, it wasn't like, dude, I've just already been playing big time football. I just need to make some plays that reassured that I know what I was doing out there. And I, and I was able to do that, but um, I always remember my first touchdowns, but when I played Buffalo, uh, it was, it was, it was great. Um, because uh, I, I, <laughs> Playing in Buffalo, you know, is, is a tough place for what it is. I mean, you go up, people are, like, mooning you. You know, they throwing snowballs at the bus. You know, it's all type of play. You know, the crowd is on top of you. Uh, it's cold. Uh, so uh, the atmosphere to play there was just, just awesome. And it's a rickety stadium. It's a rickety stadium. It's, like, makes it not fun to play in. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I made some great plays uh, against them. Uh, I probably have some of my, my biggest games, but my, my three or four of my biggest games is getting Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, I had my number one biggest game of all time where me and Lee Evans play. I don't know if you guys went over this game, but, you know, he was a Buffalo. I was with um, with with the Dolphins during them. He scored three touchdowns in that game. And then I had 240 yards the same game and one on the game winning touchdown. It's, it's got to be one of the, the most awesome game between two Badger players has ever been been uh, made. I know a lot of people may not have seen this or even heard of this before, but uh, that was a special day for me because both of us got a chance to play, but at the end of the day, I got a chance to win the game and then break it off from records. Yeah, it's it's seared in my memory. So, um, okay, we, we've got you for a couple more minutes. We're going to go a couple rapid-fire questions here at the end. Biggest physical freak you played with or against? Biggest physical, I mean, got to be Aaron Gibson. <laughs> I mean, Gary Gibson. I'd be saying against or with Eric Gibson for sure. Um, against man, oh, it might be Sean Taylor, y'all. It might be Sean Taylor. Uh, he was a freak, man. He was uh, a, a ball hawking safety. Uh, he would knock your block off. Uh, he actually made me fumble, and I don't fumble. Like he hit me, and I fumble. <laughs> so uh, I would say he's probably one of the biggest freaks I've, I've seen out there. You know, rest in peace to him. Uh, but you know, he he had a great career going at that time, man. He probably would have been a Hall of Famer for sure. Hardest hit you ever took? Uh, hardest hit? Uh, I will almost have to. I got a couple of them. 
Uh, one, I had a concussion, so I don't know if that count. He just hit me in the wrong spot. Uh, but I would say probably either Sean Marion, Merriman, or uh, Ray Lewis caught me. Usually linebackers, they don't really hit me. I'd be down by the time they get to me. But Ray Lewis, man, it's like he swallowed me straight up. It's like <laughs> soon he touched me, my whole body just swallowed. Uh, so I would say Ray Lewis and, and definitely Sean Merriman. What is Chris Chambers' favorite route to run? Oh, man. Uh, I love, obviously, the go route, but uh, in fade route, I absolutely love that. But somebody always told me I run really good post-corner routes. Mm. All right, so that's a, where you take to the point, the, co- the, the corner, the post, and then you go to the corner. And then sometimes we had some where you go to the post, to the corner, back to the post, <laughs> believe it or not, if you have time to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would say some, somebody keeps saying post-corner, but I absolutely love running fade routes in the end zone. Absolutely. I love showing my, my athletic ability and uh, leaping over guys and making plays. Favorite place to spend a Saturday night in Madison? Saturday night in Madison? Um, Saturday night in Madison. It's, you know, it's easy for me to say any, any of the bars. I'm trying to get away from that. Uh, but that's probably it. <laughs> so, that's probably it. You can pick any, any bar on State Street. On State Street is probably the best place to do. But I tell you what, I did enjoy – uh, and what I, I feel like I didn't get a chance to experience enough was really like the lakes, you know, and really going out there and experiencing that for whatever reason. I didn't I didn't go to the lakes that much. I didn't I didn't enjoy the water none. Um, I didn't do any of those festivities, fishing or any of that stuff. And I look back, I'm like, damn, Wisconsin sit between two lakes in the peninsula. And I didn't really chance to really experience that much. So uh, when I do go back, I, I do enjoy going out there for sure. All right. Well, uh, we're going to have to finish up here. What are you up to today? Tell the people what you are, uh, yeah. what, what you're doing. Yep. Yeah, so recently I was the head coach of the University of Fort Lauderdale, which is a startup football program, startup uh, university. Um, I got a chance to do that the last six months. But prior to that, I was uh, in sports performance for 10 years. I own my own performance facility called the Chamber here in Davie. And uh, now I am working with Lifetime and Game Face. So Lifetime Fitness um, partnered with Game Face to run all their performance training. So now in these Lifetime Fitnesses, if you're familiar with that company, it's a $5 billion company. Um, now I'm going to be working with the performance side of the company in 38 states, uh, starting here in South Florida and Boca. And that's literally, that literally was the last week <laughs> to put that deal together. So uh, that's p- pretty much what I do. And I absolutely love combine training. I absolutely love working with the youth and high school kids. So if you follow me and see me, you're always going to see me do camps, clinics, um, things for for uh, for the kids. I have a foundation, Catch 84, Children Achievement Through Community Health. Um, so I'm always involved with athletes. I, I can't get away from it. I just absolutely love working with athletes and, and people and uh, servicing them. And at the same time, you know, doing some good in this world. I have one question. What's like a, a big Chris Chambers piece of advice for young high school college individuals. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, um, I would say, um, there's a lot, there's a lot to be honest <laughs> with you, but I, I, I would say that, um, just, just believe in yourself, um, and control the things that you can control. All right. Which we already know is our effort, you know, is, is our heart. And is our toughness, all right? Because if, if you got effort, heart, and toughness, I can work with you. I can do. I can develop you any other kind of way. Um, and to always just kind of be on time and know your surroundings. And um, really, when it comes to the game, prepare for the game, and don't God lose any distractions when it comes to that. Beautiful. All right. And where can uh, where, where can people find you? 
Uh, they can find me at uh, social media at Chris Chambers 84 on Twitter, uh, you know, Instagram. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, I have a couple websites and stuff. I'm not too far. Uh, and uh, those are probably the main places. Unfortunately, you know, we, you know, social media is a, a, a necessary evil, especially when you're in business. And but it does bring the world together. <clears throat> it gives us the opportunity to meet and do some things. So that's where you find me mostly. It was it was nice to not have it though at uh, when we were playing in Wisconsin. Even when I was in the league, the first couple of years, I'm like Twitter. That's for kids. I don't, I'm not doing that, you know. But then I'm I'm done. I'm like, man, I probably would have had a million followers. <laughs> you <know? laughs> no, dude, you and me both. You and me both. Yeah, Chris, this was such a pleasure, man. Really, yeah, thank you too. so much for taking the time. We wish you the best. We hope to have you back on at some point. Yeah. If I ever get down to Fort Lauderdale, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send you a text. Brother, you, you'll be having welcome arms. <laughs> Just don't put me through any drills. <laughs> now nah, you're going to play horse or something. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I guarantee right, thank you, you so win. much, Chris. And until next time on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. <laughs> thank you. No, thanks, Chris. You're the best. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.